You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. We've created a community for high-earning business professionals and entrepreneurs who want to learn how to make more passive income without Wall Street or Bay Street. Now, if that's you or someone you know, come and join us. Head over right now to wealthwithoutbaystreet.com forward slash community. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast. Uh, Super pumped and excited today. We have some wonderful gentlemen uh, joining us, uh, hailing from Texas. And uh, we're excited to, to speak with them because they've been doing some very interesting things on on taking Nelson Nash's message of becoming your own banker out to the marketplace in their area. Um, they're reaching a lot of people. They're having really fun and entertaining discussions. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. So joining us today, we have uh, some good friends of uh, ours. We have Nate Dean and Brandon Goswick with Unlimited Life Concepts. Now, if you are not familiar with them, and if you're in the Twitter lens, the Twitterverse, uh, make sure you zip on over and search for one of those rockin' hashtags. You're looking for hashtag woke by Nate. Um, he's been kicking butt on uh, dropping some knowledge uh, every day using the Twitter land. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, Nate. And so I'm excited about that. And we're just super pumped about having you guys with us because you've been doing some really, really cool things on engaging community and, um, you know, using technology to help spread uh, Nelson's vision and his message uh, to a lot of people. So I'm really excited for you guys to join us. Thank you so much for committing the time. Yeah, guys, thanks for having us. Uh, just for clarity, we both sound like uh, Texans, no doubt. Uh, I'm Brandon, and this is Nate. You probably know Nate. You may not know me, but we like to have a running joke that I do exist. I just stay behind the scenes more often. <laughs> we found him. Yeah, we found him. Uh, I'm definitely the face, and he likes it that way. Yep. Uh, we both get to operate in our strengths, which is really cool. But, uh, you know, Richard, we've known each other for a little while. Uh, Jason, we got to meet you at Think Tank. Yep. And uh, man, but I mean, you know, there were some cool guys that were that were at Think Tank, and uh, but for for us, uh, aside from Mike and Chris, our mentors, uh, you guys were definitely the ones that we had the most fun with. Absolutely. So. Oh, thank you. We're grateful. Well, you know, when that annual uh, Think Tank conference for those infinite banking practitioners comes together, there is fun that is had by most people. I mean, there might be some stick in the muds here and there. I su- I suspect. But uh, we don't see that very often because we're too busy having a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a great community. Lots of givers. And that's uh, those are the type of people that belong in that community. And uh, think tanks are always a great time. I'm yeah. so excited. I just have to jump in here, Richard, because Twitter, the tweets, the, the, the Twitterville. So talk to us about Twitter and what... What compelled you to leverage such an amazing social media platform that has propelled your business literally into orbit? <laughs> so Brandon and I, before we even learned about infinite banking, before we started our business, anything like that, we were accountability partners. We grew up together, went to junior high and high school together. So we were already holding each other accountable in different areas of our lives. <laughs> Um, we're both believers. We don't shy away from that. So, uh, holding each other accountable just to be better servants of the Lord, um, husbands, fathers, followers of Christ, you know, all those things. And so we're just pushing each other in those areas. And so through that accountability, we 
came across Nelson's book and, uh, you know, that's a, a long story, uh, you know, kind of the rest is history kind of thing, but I came across his book and was blown away and I gave it to Brandon and, uh, took him a while, but then he got blown away too. And, uh, so we started our business and we were just, uh, you know, pushing each other in different areas and he was on Twitter. I was not. And he was texting me tweets from different different guys that were out there on Twitter. Um, a lot of just personal development and mindset stuff. And, and finally one day I was like, I'm gonna check this out for myself. So I got on there and day one, I was just hooked. I couldn't believe like how much free content people were just putting out there. The, 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 what we call the community that we hang out in on Twitter. Uh, you can't stay broke very long if you hang out there long enough. I'll just say that there's just tons of actionable advice, all that stuff. So after one day of being on Twitter, I saw two things. One, I saw an opportunity to add value to other people because I've been studying mindset and personal development myself and having a background in ministry. You know, I know, know how to speak to people uh, where it resonates with them. So that was something. And then the other side was I saw an opportunity to grow our business um, because I realized very quickly there were not any, there wasn't anybody out there in the community that I had found. There was nobody out there talking about infinite banking at all. Um, so I, I just started saying some really profound things about money on, on Twitter. And people were like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> and, uh, so people would reach out to me in direct messages. Um, I would reach out to people in direct messages and just say, Hey, if you're willing to learn, you know, let's spend an hour together and I'll teach you. And so I would schedule some, some calls with some people and teach them about infinite banking. And that's kind of how it all started. And then social proof started kicking in and more and more, pe more and more people started shouting me out. Um, and, uh, got some, some, some heavy hitters, so to speak in the Twitter world who saw value in what I was doing and they started shouting me out and it just started snowballing. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, over 32,000 followers on Twitter now in less than two years. It's kind of crazy. Wow. I have awesome. to, I got to say to you, because when Richard had first talked about the both of you and we didn't have occasion yet to meet each other, you know, Nelson used to always say that when he first got going with introducing this process and he would try to get it done in a, uh, a seminar over the course of a couple of hours. And he said, it just wasn't enough time. So when Richard was telling me all about the success that you guys were creating and building on Twitter, I thought, how on earth are they getting it done in 140 characters? Like, what on earth are they, <laughs> what are they saying? You know, and, and then, you know, of course, uh, uh, meeting you guys, you guys are just uh, amazing. And so we're, we're definitely um, in the show notes, you know, we're going to let people know again, remind folks how to connect with you and how to follow you. And because you, you guys are doing it right all day long. And, uh, and we appreciate you. And it's so Twitter in that sense, you know, have you found that, I guess, what, what is the, the, the biggest differentiator that you see? Because so many people like for us, for example, we, we have a lot of great success on Facebook, which is another platform. And so what would you say to folks out there? Cause we do have a lot of listeners who are business owners and who may have never considered Twitter as a platform to create value for the people that they most love to serve 
And so what advice would you give those, those entrepreneurs and business owners out there who have not yet looked at this platform? So, you know, me being kind of the outside looking in, cause we kind of have a running joke inside our inner circles that if I grow by 10 people in a month, that's big growth for me because I am not wired in our partnership to be out there every day, all day out in front. And that's the value of a partnership where you fill in each other's gaps. Um, but what I love about what Nelson always taught, you know, and we didn't know Nelson personally, but we feel like we have the closest link to him you could without knowing him with you guys, with Mike and Chris. And so we feel like we're almost like family, even though we've never, we never met him personally, is that his principles work no matter what you're doing. It is that simple. Yeah. If you're willing to think long-term and long-term in Twitter world, if you're around for a year and a half, you're like <laughs> a God. I mean, cause people don't make it more than three months typically. So there's dog uh, years and then there's Twitter years. Is that yeah, what you're saying? They're very similar, <laughs> if not a higher ratio on the Twitter. Years. Um, but the other thing is this, those 140 characters are just the face value interactions. Right. What really, start separating the wheat from the chaff is the same thing it does in y'all's neck of the woods and everybody else. Are you providing value and are you attracting the kind of client that you want to work with by how you treat them? Yeah. And uh, Jason, I remember at the think tank, you asked us, what's your typical client? And I use this all the time and it is traditionally going to be somebody who's wired like you. Yeah. So that that's who have, you're looking for. That's exactly right. You're looking and for so, you. <laughs> Yes. And we, we, we have refined the onboarding process, but they are still going through the educational side, which we know is so valuable. And if they can't teach it to us, we haven't answered the question yet that they didn't know to ask. Oh, I love that. So as long as they're sticking with us, yep. you know, then we can keep teaching them. So we have some clients that are like, like y'all know, I get this at a 30,000 foot view. I want to start and we go, hold on. Let's, let's take a step back. And then we have some that go, man, I learned about this 10 years ago, but I just didn't have someone teach it to me the way you have, or I wasn't in the same place in life. And it's just about providing value. The coolest thing for Nate and I in Twitter is we really have tried to humble ourselves to take the approach of being givers. And so, you know, about the go giver mentality. Definitely. Uh, and you know, Nate and I have had an opportunity to share the Lord more through Twitter than we ever were just on boots on the ground. So I think it's all about your mindset and how you surround yourself. Cause on Twitter, you get to pick who you follow. So you can feed your brain with things that are going to make you better, or you can get consumed with things that are going to bring you down. Amen. So, I really love how you put that Brandon, because there's, there's two <clears> things that really <throat> stuck with me is the last statement about, you know, making the choice, the conscious choice of what do you want to fill your brain with and how do you want to, you know, choose what to follow, what messages you want to take in. And that forms what's going on inside our head and between this squishy mass that we've got between the ears. And the other thing that you really identify, which I thought was very powerful, is that something that unintended, the unintended consequence or the unintended gift that took place in making this decision to, to test it and, and try this out, getting some early <laughs> success and then doubling down on your effort it's created another environment where something else that's core and integral to who you are, you've, you've also been blessed to be able to share that in a much bigger way than you had ever conceived before. And that connects a lot because those are the types of things that Nelson would, would share. And one of the, one of my most favorite uh, conversations I ever had with Nelson 
was, and Jason, you'll remember this was, um, you know, he would, he would, he would set down something on a table, a blank table. First time he did this with me, it was actually a, it was a glass. We were at a think tank event and it was, you know, he was getting a glass. He liked the glass of Merlot. So here we got, he got a glass and I was getting a glass of something. There was a table right there and he puts this glass down on the edge of the table, right near the edge, almost ready to teeter off. And he says, take a look at this, this table. Imagine this table is everything that's out there in the world to know all the known knowledge in the whole world. Now take a look at the bottom of this glass. The bottom of this glass represents everything that I know in relation to what's available to know. And he put it down on the table. He says, notice where the edge of the glass touches the parts of the of what I don't know, the hmm. circumference of the glass. Wow. And then he went and grabbed a, a water pitcher, like a larger circumference thing that was sitting there next door. And he grabbed that, he removed the glass and he put that down. He says, now, if I expand my knowledge, if I increase what I know, what also happens, take very close attention, look at what's going on at the bottom of the of the jug. How much bigger is my exposure to that, which I do not know? Yeah. yeah. And so what you just shared about the Twitter that really popped into my head because that uh, was that unintended thing that, you know, has, has really created another another component of meaning in your life, which is really cool. Thank you for sharing that. But it also speaks to what Nelson said, that the more you see this process, the more you'll see you didn't see. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. Something <laughs> that because uh, because by the by the end of think tank uh once once the uh, practitioners found out you know what we were doing we had a lot of them kind of hitting us up you know wondering you know how we did it you know and all this other stuff and, and what i would just say to to whoever is out there who's listening people are starving for this mm -hmm. they are hungry for it they see everything else that's out there and they understand that it's not working they just don't know that there's another option out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. You're getting that because of third party validation. All these people that are reaching out to you, they're, they're, they're saying that to you on the telephone. They're yep. sending it to you in the private messages that you're getting, right? Yeah. I, I can see it. We're on your Facebook group and I can see the, the commentary that's going on there. And people are like, oh my God, where was this? I've been waiting for this my whole life. And I'm so excited. And it's like, it's really cool to be, it's the other th nice thing about the community and, and you being intentional and in how you're building people and, and bringing the right people around you is that you're creating, uh, you're harnessing positivity and you're not doing it, you know, you're doing it uh, out of, I think intentionally, but almost also not intentionally because by just getting those right people in on the board, it creates that environment and it just starts to create its own, it's, it's generating its own power. It's like co-generation like Nelson talks about in the book. Yep. So true. You know, um, a little back history on Nate and I. So I gave up alcohol about three years ago. That was a big part of our accountability together. Um, and I really, Nelson just really speaks to me anytime I read anything he wrote because he's more worried about your heart for the Lord than he was about your money knowledge. If he got the heart for the Lord, All day right, long. then you could go to the money knowledge. Yep. So I had the money knowledge, but my heart wasn't right for the Lord. So I can look back with perspective now and go, if this guy doesn't invest time in me, we couldn't have been business partners five years ago. And that's because of where we were then. We were incapable of filling each other's gaps because we were not focused on other people, or I wasn't. I was focused on my insecurities and not providing value unless it benefited me. But now what I'm learning is you have to take care of yourself before you can provide values, your cup has to be full. But when it's full, you cannot give enough. You cannot outgive 
helping someone if your cup's full. And, and it just, it keeps overflowing from there. And you lay your head down the pillow and you go, I can't wait to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, I hope people find something they get to experience like that. Uh, mm. Because you got to be looking for it. And we were looking. We're like, this. what we've been doing is not working. Something is missing. There's a, a hidden piece or something. And then it's been a lot of fun to expand on that knowledge of that hidden piece. So could you guys have imagined when you first read Nelson's book and then, you know, when Nate tapped on your door and said, and he, and he shoved a book in your face and said, dude, like you got to read this. And then he forced you to read it because he kept pestering you and asking you about it until you would actually read the book. That's what happened, right, Nate? So, yeah. so I, wasn't, I wasn't there, but I know what went down. Yeah, Does that yeah, sound we familiar, were, Richard? Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, about three hours apart when I read the book. Um, I had... I had heard about it. I'd heard about becoming your own banker at some point in my life. I had it downloaded on my Kindle, but uh, I'd never read it. Well, I came across it in January um, on my Kindle app on my phone because I quit using my Kindle. I realized I'd read, rather have a book in my hand. So I came across the Kindle app on my phone. I was like, oh, I never read that book. So started reading it, and I was just like, what in the world? And so I read it once. I was, it started clicking a little bit, went back and read it again. And I, and it really started clicking the second time I read it. And so I called Brandon and I said, Hey, I just read this book called Become Your Own Banker. I need you to read it because I need your opinion on it. And he was like, What's it about? I was like, Just read it. I was like, I didn't even really tell you exactly what it's about. Just read it. He's like, Okay. So he calls me back. He says, uh, just order off Amazon. It'll be here in a couple of days. I was like, That's not good enough. Here's my Kindle login. Start reading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I needed I needed to get somebody's opinion on it fast. Um, and because of Brandon's hardcore Dave Ramsey background, and I followed Dave for years too, so so I knew exactly what Dave taught, and I knew that it, Dave was not going to be on board with infinite banking. So I wanted his opinion more than anybody else's because I knew that if he found value in it, then there really was something there. And, you know, and when he told you he was giving you the login for the Kindle, what went through your head? So we had already kind of crossed that um, imaginary line of it was the first true vulnerable relationship I had with another man that was holding me accountable other than myself and the Lord. So I was already to the point we were talking about what side hustle can we start? It's kind of comical now. So we come from very similar backgrounds in our raising. But where we were financially at that point, we were in very different places. Mm. Now I can see God's sovereignty and look at it and go, this is a part of our story that resonates with any type of client we work with. So if I don't have experience with it, Nate does. If Nate doesn't, I do. And we're essentially just one person, two people talking, you know, as each other. And uh, so when he said log in, I really was like, okay, because if he wanted my opinion that much, I was already saw the value of the other things that we were helping each other through. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book, the halo effect. No, the one thing it talks about the halo effect. And the one thing simply says, when you change a bad habit, you have to replace it with something. But what occurs is this halo effect that permeates through other parts of your life that are beneficial. So I'd quit drinking. I'd started working out pretty consistently. So my mind was already seeking new things that I'd never sought before. So uh, 
I, I prefer hard copy books. So when I got it in my hands, I was like, okay, this is so much better to read. But truthfully, the numbers bog me down because I'm very analytical in depth, those kind of things. And I like to get in the weeds, but it was very helpful to hear one time that Nelson said, if he'd have rewritten the book, if I heard this right, he would have not put the illustrations in because it's not as much about the illustrations as it is about the behavior and the mindset. That's right. So that's a very helpful teaching point when we have clients that want to dive into the weeds and the percentage rates and the interest and like, let's, let's go back to the, the foundation of what this is for. So, yeah, I didn't think he was crazy, but I'd already crossed that bridge, so to speak. Well, you know, I'll share with you guys that um, part of our, part of our journey with this process a few years ago, I began speaking with Richard uh, quite often about focusing on understanding the problem. And we are both guilty as charged of, you know, getting people intentionally focused on the product. And all of the, as you gentlemen both know, all of the living advantages and everything that it represents and all of the guarantees and all of the attributes, the anatomy of the policy and I'll never forget being at a think tank and standing at the back of the room. There was a presentation going on and it was, uh, you know, discussing software and how you could utilize this software to, to present comparisons of rates of return and all this other stuff. And it's not about any of that being good, bad or indifferent. It's, it just is. And so Nelson was standing at the back of the room as well. And he walked over to me. And he just kind of leaned in and he said, and he said, um, can I ask you a question? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> he said, how long do you think a skyscraper would stand on a weak foundation? Wow. And I responded, not very long. And he said, take a look at all these people. They're all looking for adding the next story to the skyscraper. And they're just not getting the foundation. And then shortly thereafter, he picked up that microphone. And he gave the whole crowd a woodshed moment on, <laughs> on, on what this is really truly about. And we get contacted from people where they immediately dive into product focused questions they they've they've found something on the internet the youtubes the facebooks the tweets whatever that is here's a download of 642 questions that you need to ask someone about the product before you decide whether or not you want to implement a process and that's completely backward thinking yeah completely and yeah. so we now have disciplined ourselves to say much like you hang on a second, let's just reframe the conversation. Can you describe to me the problem in your own words? Mm -hmm. If a person yep. is just laser focused on product, that, that's going to literally stop them dead in their tracks. They'll, they'll look at you like, what do you want me to do? I thought we were going to dive into dividend scale interest rates and, <laughs> and total cash values and all that other stuff. And gosh, Nelson... He, he, I can hear his voice literally in my ear every single day that once you understand what's going on, you'll know exactly what to do. And so is the person you're talking to truly understanding what's going on? Absolutely. And yep. it, it, 
gosh, you know, over the past few years, we've made a complete 180 degree shift. Now in our presentations and when we communicate with the general public, we don't even, we don't reference an illustration. We don't talk about an illustration. None of that matters. It really doesn't. You know, one of the things that I tell Brandon so often, and you guys can definitely relate to this, is the book Becoming Your Own Banker was such a wonderful gift for us as practitioners of, of infinite banking coaches because we can always just point back to the book and say, there it is. And nobody argues with it. <laughs> and, you know, a, a response to a question nine times out of 10 will be shut down when, when somebody's trying to get into rates of return and all that stuff. When you just simply go back and say, this is about controlling capital. This is about controlling the banking function in your life. That's it. Yep. Absolutely. And I know it's in the book and it's so true just the simple fact that you cannot solve problems with the same thinking that got you there. So if rate of return and the product and X, Y, and Z is your first question, you're trying to learn something new with what created the problem you're trying to get out of. And you know, it's, it's a lot like parenting. So Nate and I have four kids each, uh, <laughs> and me too. <laughs> I could be told all day long, I had kids, this is what you should do to raise kids. Yep. And they're all theoretical and some things work, some things don't. But what you forget is each one of those children that come from your loins are wonderfully and uniquely made. And they are going to show you where your inadequacies are faster than you can blink. And there's no book in the world that can teach you exactly what to do on parenting, but your heart and knowing the real solution to the problem can. And that's, they need you as present as possible, as often as possible. And a side note, two of my four are locked outside right now. So if you're knocking on the door, <laughs> sometimes they need you to know that you're in charge and you got to work. Well, we're happy you <laughs> prioritized us. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the beautiful thing is one day they'll see this and then they'll, re they'll remember that it was them knocking on the door, right? <laughs> And, uh, that's such a good a good an, uh, analogy. It's 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 a truth. Uh, I think a parenting truth that I don't think any parent listening would would disagree with everything you just stated there. And what an amazing way to connect something totally unrelated to your financial life with something that with infinite banking and and, and the process of becoming a banker, the 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 methodology, the mindset, the thinking, the focusing on the core of what do you want to do on, on how you're raising these people? What's the final objective you're looking to create thinking long range and the parenting world is the same thinking process that you would need to put into incorporating the infinite banking process into your life. Nelson, really, really well said. Nelson said that, uh, you know, the process is ridiculously simple. And so to expand on that parenting analogy, when our children came along, Rebecca and I sat down together and said, rather than have 1,500 different rules that we want to try to manage our children's lives through and help them navigate as they grow, we have three. Be respectful, be responsible, and be kind. And you can tie any positive behavior back to reinforce and purposely catch your children doing things right. And when things don't go well, because we're human, we're fallible, and the parents can demonstrate it too. When I mess up, I 
sit down with my children and I ask them, which one of the three golden rules do you think I violated? And one of our children will speak up. You know, you weren't very kind when you raised your voice. And I said, you know what? I'm accountable for that. You're absolutely right. And I don't think I was very respectful either. I can, I can do better. And so when you keep it ridiculously simple, all of the other noise can be tuned out completely. So true. So true. And I'll tell you what I really like about, I mean, no, the principles are, they're ironclad for anything we do in life, period. Anything we do, you can relate it back to Nelson's principles. You can take money out, you can add children, take children out, you can add business, you can take business out, you can add work relationships. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But the reality is, is that it still comes down to the core of how we interact with people as practitioners. And it also vets when people aren't ready. Yeah. And that doesn't mean anything negative about them. It just means they haven't gone through whatever they need to go through to be ready. Yeah. And how we treat them, where we kind, you know, where we respectful, will oftentimes bring them back to us. We see that often. I'm sure y'all do too. This is what you were trying to tell me, but I just wasn't listening. I didn't know what glasses <laughs> to see this through, you know. So uh, it's a it's a powerful concept that is life applicable. Well, sometimes when people are, are learning about this, because we are so trained um, and inundated with just sales being thrown at us like our entire life, some people come into the educational process and they automatically assume that we're just going to try to put a lot of pressure on them to, to, to sell a life insurance policy. And uh, what they find out is very different that we don't even use a closing technique on them. We don't even ask them if they want to do it. We just, our philosophy in our business is we're just going to be great stewards of the information. And then we'd let God take care of the rest. So uh, we just let everybody know upfront, this is always going to be in your court. You know, we're going to, we're going to educate you and, and teach you as much as you want to learn, but you're going to have to get back with us and let us know you're ready. Yep. I love that. And it, Richard, uh, when you think of the uh, philosophy that we have around being being the buyer, not not mm -hmm. the seller, mm -hmm. and so that b because the the buyer is the one the person that gets to do the rejecting, absolutely. And so if you're if you're working with someone and you really believe there's a basis to work together, no selling's required. It, there really isn't. If you're leading from that place of education, and if if there's just if something's just not feeling right, then you can you can communicate that you know and it and it's there's no hard feelings it's nothing personal it's it, you don't feel like you you as the 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 infinite banking practitioner you don't feel like you've lost anything absolutely right there's nothing lost there it's just hey you know have you ever had that feeling when there just wasn't chemistry and it wasn't going right when you're speaking to a prospect and like you know right now. Well, I've considered all of our discussions up to this point, and I just don't think I'm going to be well suited, you know, for you. And it's not that this isn't for you. Maybe it's just not me guiding you, Absolutely. you know, through that. And it's just, it's been an approach that has served us, you know, so well because people come back and they say, there was no pressure, absolutely no pressure whatsoever to do anything. In fact, I had to move the pace along. 
Well, thank you. If you're the one doing that, then you're the one taking ownership and responsibility for truly, you know, honoring the two most important words in the title of this book, which are right there. You're all. <laughs> right? That, that's something that comes up actually often is like, you know, why, why can't we just get this going? Like, why can't we go? I want to go faster. And it's like, yeah, that's great. I really appreciate that. But if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. It's that's worth good. taking the time to put it in to do it right. Yep. And it's okay. It doesn't have to be fast. We'll get there. Take patience. We're doing good with this long range. We're thinking about it long range and it's okay. Gentlemen, sh share with us your biggest transformation up to this point in your journey with the process. Biggest transformation for me, uh, just what Inventor Banking did for me in such a short period of time was just, uh, I shifted from, for the first time in my life, from this scarcity mentality to this abundance mentality. Um, what I found with following Dave Ramsey was, uh, you know, directly or indirectly, I, I adopted this scarcity mentality and it, it's, it's so, it's so weird, it, but I'm sure somebody can relate to this. Like it wasn't that I didn't have money to pay my bills, but sometimes it was like, I was scared to let go of that money to pay my bills. Like it was like, it was that feeling of having that money in my account. You know, I didn't want to send it to someone else. So I had developed this severe scarcity mentality where I was just, I was terrified to let go of money. And so that process of, of evolving into this abundance mentality that I have now where it's like, you know, I mean, uh, I basically don't have any debt now except for my house. Um, we just bought 23 acres. We're looking to build a new house in probably the next year or so, uh, on that property. And, uh, on top of that, I, I love paying bills now, like expenses <laughs> don't bother me anymore because I know that that money's not leaving my life anymore. Yeah. I love that. Probably the thing that I thought I understood that I didn't was the power of true compounding interest that you never stop. And that when you understand that over the past two and a half years, I went from, and this is a God thing. Let me just be very clear. It it's there. And then I've just facilitated it in his will to having several rental properties, having opportunities, people calling me going, do you want to be an investor in this? And then you go back to the book and Nelson says, he who has the goal makes the rules opportunity finds capital. And I didn't get that because I'd never experienced it. And so when I'm getting to mentor someone else, I'm like, listen, if you are willing to think long-term, just take one or two steps back, you will be amazed at how far you will propel forward. And that's opportunity costs and all these other catchphrases that we use. But the reality is, is that I'm all characters in the play. You know, I'm not just one or two of them now, you know, and, and all those things are great teaching points, but it's just the certainty and control of my capital. I don't ever feel like I am, you know, I tell people all the time, we paid off over $120,000 in debt the Dave Ramsey way in like 46 months. But the reality is, is that if I'd have known what I know now and I don't live in the past, that had to happen the way it did. I can look on an IBC plan and tell you where I would be today. Right. But I also probably wouldn't have been able to handle it well because that wasn't, what I was ready to do. Um, so it's just control of our dollars. 
and running it through a system that allows us to do the things we're going to do anyway that benefits us now. What a peaceful, stress-free way of life it is when the banks are out of your life. Absolutely. Thank you, Nelson Nash, for teaching us that. And um, we always ask, so our uh, guests who, you know, are obviously working in this every single day and creating value for so many people as both of you are doing an amazing job at based on uh, you know everyone that you've interacted with and and everyone that you've spoken to in the community you know what would you share to people who are listening who are hearing this message for the first time and they're thinking to themselves wow this becoming your own banker thing it sounds really interesting and i i just feel drawn to it what would you say to those listeners start as soon as you possibly can start learning don't i, I let me back up. Start learning. Start digging deep as soon as you possibly can. I actually put this out on Twitter yesterday, uh, something to the effect of um, you're robbed so much by assumptions. And so many people form opinions off of incomplete information. We formed opinions on whole life insurance a long time ago because we had incomplete information. So I would just challenge somebody, if you're hearing this, dig deep, you know, dive in, learn, learn about it. Um, you know, as uh, you guys in Canada, us here in, in the States, you know, we're here to teach you um, all the ins and outs. You know, we've been, we've all been mentored very, very well. So in the grand scheme of things, there are very few of us on the planet that can teach you about infinite banking the way we can. And I would just piggyback that and say the beauty of infinite banking, it is, there is not competition among people who are teaching it the right way. Amen. There is rotary and a growth mindset. So if you are interested in learning about IBC, be your own banker also means be your own researcher, be your <laughs> own character finder, be your own who has integrity. You know, because I was meeting with a guy today and he said, this is the ugly truth of all my finances. And he said, the fact that I would put it on paper for you to see, first of all, tells you how much I trust you, which I told him was so humbling because he knows Nate and I. And he said, secondly, I know when we start this process, I'm going to be able to access information that I'm unfamiliar with as often as I need to. And you're not going to just treat me and street me. Right. And, you know, and so I had somebody the other day say, what do you think about this person? I'm not going to name any names. And I said, this is what I know personally, but you need to do your own research and then let's come back and discuss again. It's not about that person may only know what they know, you know, just like us. So uh, providing value and connecting with people that fit inside of your view of integrity is, is powerful no matter what you're doing. Very, very good. I like that. It, it actually uh, dovetails into uh, our, our next question. And so you guys are probably already familiar with this, that uh, not all heroes wear capes. And so you might not be thinking of yourself as a hero, but every time that, you know, you create value for others, which you guys are doing immensely in the Twitter lands and so forth, you're benefiting people and you're making life easier for them in a, a better for them in some way, somehow. So, you know, taking a, a page out of our, our coach, uh, Dan Sullivan's book, who do you guys want to be a hero to? 
it's got to be first and foremost it's got to be my family um i even i even said this on twitter even though i have a bunch of followers on twitter and people kind of know me on twitter i mean in the everyday world nobody knows who i am you know it's not like i get recognized in public or anything like that and, and in the grand scheme of things the only place that i want to be famous is in my home yeah and that's the same for me uh, our family is very close-knit my parents have started bigger policies they're the family bank we have open discussions about infinite banking my in-laws are about to become part of the family bank but ultimately if my children don't know jesus then i'm missing out on what i'm supposed to be doing as a parent and all and I, i've done the other it doesn't work for me i've tried doing it on my own and so if it filters all through the love of jesus and how we interact very simply would jesus be proud of how we just handled the situation and I can say no often, <laughs> I'm not proud of that. But uh, the reality is, is that that's who I wanna be a hero to, is my kids knew they knew Jesus through my interactions with them. And I believe that if you have certainty and control of your money, it's a lot easier to form solid connections and friendships and relationships because that stressor is removed. Awesome. Yeah, that is Thanks, guys. absolutely amazing. Gentlemen, we appreciate having you on the show. And for all of our Wealth Without Bay Street listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And there's uh, a number of things in the show notes that you'll find if you're uh, watching us here on the YouTubes or if you're connecting to us on the podcast platforms. Um, great, uh, obviously, uh, resources for you to, to connect and to um, really get to know these two fine gentlemen much more. You'll be glad you did. We promise you that. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, where your wealth matters. Be sure to check out our social media channels for more great content. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and be sure to rate the show. We definitely appreciate it. And don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about. Join us on the next episode where we continue to uncover the financial tools, strategies, and the mindsets that maximize your wealth.